When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hello, friends. This is Zach Brittle. I'm here with Laura Heck. We are um, talking today on Marriage Therapy Radio about what it's like when you have a couple where one partner feels like they're carrying more of the load than the other. Um, You know, obviously you want two people being responsible for sort of the emotional intelligence of the relationship, but sometimes that's not always the case. And so what do you do? How do we help? And that's a cool conversation. Stick around. What, what are you laughing at? Okay, so you said I've got my microphone ready, and yeah, there's there's a song that my husband sings quite often, and it's what is it? I've I got two turntables and a microphone. Oh yeah, where it's yeah. at. So we taught my son to sing. I got two cheeseburgers and a megaphone, and then <laughs> he puts his like little <laughs> anyway. Uh, it's just pretty funny when you can teach your kid to say like cool stuff. Yeah. My kids the other day, they were loopy for some reason, and they were started singing these ridiculous made up songs. And I was like, you're driving me bonkers. And Rebecca Mm -hmm. looked at me with this like dead eye and was like, you understand what's happening right now. And I was like, no, I have no idea. She's like, this is what you do. This is what you you make up songs and you just sing them until we all go crazy. And I was like, that's not that's not very fun. I don't. I don't want to do that anymore. Oh so, yeah. I I, I feel like um you watch New Girl, right? Like I have been watching New Girl on repeat. It mm. has been my escape mechanism. I have two coping skills as a therapist. One is taking a shower. It's like the physical <laughs> rinsing and washing off of the the stuff that couples went through. And then my second one is watching New Girl. And man, um I have watched season one through seven over and over and over on repeat. But what, what Jessica day does the lead character, Jess, Jess, um, is that she just makes up songs about her world and her environment. And that's, that's actually, um, how I know I'm happy is if I'm singing, I'm, I'm one happy girl. And when there's a lack of song, a lack of dialogue coming out in a sing songy voice, I'm an, I'm in a sad place. How bad do you want to play true American? so bad maybe that's what we need to do you and me need to get together play true american just the two of us and and then we'll be best friends again yeah (laughs) (laughs) for people who don't know um or have never watched an episode of new girl just uh, just humor me or send me an email and say laura i know what you're talking about it makes me happy too yeah right on yeah right on uh, news flash, news update. I uh-huh. um, I was reading this book and it's it's a bit of like an anthropo- anthropological, sociological study. And when you say read, do you have quotes around read or do you have like a... No, it's actual read. Like I actually got a book. Okay. I, 
I lost time for listening to audiobooks. It's kind of an empty place in my soul right now because you have to have time to listen to an audiobook. And now all I can do is just listen to Enya in the background of my office. Hmm. You know, you have to have time to actually read a book too. But I was always doing, I was always reading books and listening to books. And now I just have time for reading books. And that's right. not in quotation. That's actually reading a hard copy that I picked up from the library, but I was reading a book called blue zones and blue zones is about yeah, these specific this, yeah. areas. Have I, have I talked about this on the podcast yet? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, but one, one of the yeah. things that they mentioned is that like um, 80% of kids would walk to school or ride their bikes. And now we're down to like 10% of kids walk or ride. And you know, I think that there's reasons for all um, safety, all different things. But at the same time, I really wish we could be walking or riding our bikes to school. And my son lives about a mile and a half from his preschool. And we've been practicing. Is that where um, he lives? Uh, <laughs> that's where he lives. He lives. <laughs> my son lives about a mile from his, uh, you know. <laughs> we, um, anyway. Do <laughs> you hear about the guy who, 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 who learned that, uh, 90% of all car accidents take place within a mile of your home. So he moved. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't told a dad joke in such I a know. long time. I've been in a and, rut. And we have people, did our last caller that called in and, and like left us a voicemail. Did she say she actually likes your dad jokes? I don't know. I don't think so. No, I don't think she did either, but I know that a few of us do. And by us, I mean people out there listening. Right anyway, on. we've been riding our bikes. So to your son lives a mile from your school and. Yeah. <laughs> and we've been riding his bike to school and he's tiny. He's a little four year old, but we have the full face mask. Like he's getting ready to go on some massive ride mm -hmm. out in the, like the boonies. Um, and I've been running with him. So I get four miles in just picking him up. I found I'm finding ways to like trick myself into exercise and that's one way I'm doing it because I run beside him to keep him safe while he rides his bike. And it's a mile there, a mile back. And then when I go pick him up, it's a mile there, a mile back. Four uh, miles of running. Yeah. yeah. Four total miles. Yeah. Preparing for the uh, half marathon that I'm going to completely suffer through this weekend. Yeah. When you run two miles and then you wait like six hours and you run another two miles. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to take me four and a half days to complete my half, my half marathon. <laughs> oh, what's going on in your life? Well, we're hitting the five minute mark. We should probably talk about what we should really talk about. Um, yeah, I got nothing. I, I was thinking about this idea of true American. Did, when you were in Bend, you got there. Did you vote? Did you, did you vote in Bend or did you vote in Salt Lake? No. no. We, you know, there's the voting, right? There's all the local election stuff. And then there's mm -hmm. right now, this is the whole like kind of uh, hot news on the, on the radio, on the news today anyway, is this impeachment yeah. stuff. And it's just like, man, what does it mean? True American. What is that even, you know? Mm -hmm. And that's crazy. So i um, trying to teach my kids about that. That's probably the, the most of the things that go, oh, uh, Abby opens a show tonight. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, yeah. Let's talk yeah. about what well, you said. You, something was bothering you. Well, um, yeah. And if you're with me, listeners, if you're like, yeah, I get this, is that I, I oftentimes feel like in partnerships and relationships, one person tends to be the bearer of the relationship. Like they're the ones that are, it's on their to-do list, right? Like they're pretty aware. Of, <laughs> wow. <laughs> Jason, please keep that sneeze. Cause I wish you guys could see the lead up that, to that. Sneeze. I did that just for you. 
it looked like it really caught you off guard. Yeah. Hey, I just, do you, do you often not cover, you didn't cover your mouth, your nose, you didn't tuck it into a. I usually do. No, usually I, usually I sneeze twice. Did I tell you I'm allergic to the sun? You've heard me say this before. Uh, I, I think a it's lot a of thing. people they look at the sun. It's, it's looking at no. not being no. in it, right? Well, no, it's more like when I'm in the dark and like if I go to a movie and then I come out and the sun is shining, I will sneeze mm-hmm. twice, almost mm-hmm. universally. And so it's a gene in my family that my mom has and my younger daughter has, but not my older daughter. But it's um, a gene. It's a gene. It's a, I think so. It's got to be right. It's hereditary because it's mm-hmm. it's kind of traveled through my family. But mm-hmm. but usually when I do the sun sneeze, I go, Baha, Bahi, really loud. <laughs> And um, it cracks everybody up. But uh, one of my best friends, um, when he sneezes, he said it's but be- it's like literally better than an orgasm. So he sneezes and then he has kind of an awkward moan after. <laughs> okay, okay. So back to what I'm talking about is the feeling that one partner is carrying the burden of the relationship. So mm-hmm. it's on their, it's on top of mind. They know kind of. Uh, and we're feeling kind of disconnected. And then the other person just sort of like coasts or is along for the ride or it's not in their wheelhouse. And I have quite a few partners that are coming to me recently where they're kind of like over it as as the the carrier of the relationship where, you know, maybe they're the ones that are saying, you know, I'm feeling kind of disconnected and their partner doesn't disagree. They feel disconnected. And so then they're like, well, we should do a date night. So then they plan a date night. And, you know, they've been in this place for years, 10, 15 years. And finally, they've gotten to a place where they just throw their hands up like, I'm done. I need to see some effort on your behalf. I need I need for you to carry the burden of the relationship. And I wish it wasn't a burden that I'm calling it. I wish it was more like carry the joy of connection with me. Mm-hmm. But um, they're toast. They're over overdrawn. And so they go into like a stalemate and it's this movement of, I'm not willing to do one more thing for this relationship until I see you significant other do something. Mm -hmm. And so they're both in a stalemate because here, this other person, nothing has been expected of them for the last Mm -hmm. 15 years. And now all of a sudden, no consequence. Right. No consequence. And now all of a sudden it feels like it's coming out of the blue, right? It's like, Mm -hmm. now I need you to do something. And they're not practiced in it. It hasn't been in their wheelhouse. It's like my husband turning over taxes to me. I don't know Mm -hmm. what the fuck I'm doing. (laughs) Therefore, no taxes are getting done. (laughs) If I told you how many years behind on taxes we were, you would, I think I have told you. That's insane. We're four years behind. Don't say that out loud. Don't say that out loud. It doesn't mean I haven't paid taxes. It means that I have not. I have paid. I've probably overpaid because our tax guy said they will come after you if if you think that they aren't getting money. They're probably not coming after me because they now owe me money. (laughs) Anyway, so um, let's get back to to relationships. Do you see this in your office? I actually had this couple in my office yesterday, and and the cool thing was that he is exactly the person you were describing. And she was like, I'm done. And she like joined a book club and found a church and started, you know, doing her own thing. And she said, I just don't talk to him anymore because he doesn't, he's, he's like not even there. And so, um, their consequence actually, we started talking about consequences and she was like, well, what would be a consequence? And I go, well, that you don't talk to him or that you start to have your affair or that you, you know, whatever. Uh, or that you make him come to therapy, which is the consequence she chose. And mm-hmm. he's actually been working really hard and it's been fun to watch, watch that. But here's the part that I think is actually tougher. And I can, we can go back and circle around this too, but 
it was so, sort of like um, she started to get what she wanted and he was, but it wasn't enough. She was like, I've been starving for five years. And he gave her like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Mm-hmm. And she said, but it's not steak. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And I was oh. like, dude, it's a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. <laughs> Guy went to yeah. the store. He found uh-huh. bread. He knows where the, he knows where, where the peanut butter and the jelly is. He mm-hmm. probably got a knife out of a drawer and he, did, you know, and he's like, I'm doing, I mean, I need, I need some kind of reward. So I think, yeah. I think if, not that the situation doesn't exist, but we have to, we have to talk about consequences and rewards because mm-hmm. that's what changes people, you know? And, yeah. you know, and he, it was really fun to watch him actually kind of talk about the things that he's been doing and learning. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think about the whole idea of, okay, well now that you've put in some effort, mm, sorry, it's too little too late. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and I'm like, no, you can't do that. I was like, you have uh-uh. to reward him. Uh huh. You know, that's right. Um, even if it's like yeah. a pat on the head or I see you, I see what you're doing and I can't mm-hmm. wait to share a steak with you later, <laughs> you know, yeah. but yeah. Um, well, is it that we should re- we should um, lower the bar of expectation of, okay, let's just lower it. This is, we're taking baby steps. You're, you are handing over the wheelhouse of the relationship to your partner and they are like an infant when it comes to um, sort of taking on the reins of managing this whole thing and the expectations. So where you had your expectations up here, are those pit stains? Can you see that? I ran hard. Anyway. <laughs> two whole miles. Yeah. <laughs> but it was fast. It was fast two miles. It's How many more than miles? I run in a month. Exactly. Yeah, so. Exactly. Um, so I think maybe a part of it is just reevaluating your expectations. I wouldn't necessarily say like lowering the bar, but mm-hmm. um, at least just having realistic expectations of, of what to expect. And like, you know, celebrate the smallest wins, not Mm -hmm. just the small wins, but the itty bitty ones where you're like, Mm -hmm. all right, that was awesome. That was really cool. Did I tell you my new thing on date night? Can we go back to date night for a second? Sure. People are like date night has, has taken on this like mythos, right? Like, oh my gosh, we should have a date night or we And I realized that that can be challenging for people because they don't necessarily think about it. But my new thing is that date night can scale. Did I tell you this? No, like you can have a date night, you can have an annual date night in Mexico, right? Where you take your whole family to Mexico and you hang out. Mm -hmm. You can have a quarterly date night in a bed and breakfast. That is just a one overnight that you do every few months. You can have Mm -hmm. a monthly date night that maybe is a extended dinner out with each other. Maybe your weekly date night is the, is we walk the dog together on Saturday mornings. And even daily, your date night could be, we stay in bed six extra minutes in the morning and just make eye contact, you know? Yeah. I don't think that date night needs to be, um, sort of lift it up as the, as the end, right? Connection is the end. The, the goal is I want to, I want to remember that I like you and that I like being with you. And mm-hmm. we don't have to do that with a date night. We can do that with any kind of um, intentional effort toward one another. Mm-hmm. And I think, mm-hmm. you know, in the example that I was saying with this couple yesterday, we kind of, kind of started talking about that and they were, and she was like, Oh, okay. Yeah. So it does matter if he hugs me a little bit longer. And right. I was like, yeah, it does because he doesn't want to hug you at all. 
Because mm. he's just he's one of these like robot guys. He's an engineer. John likes to tell that joke. Remember about um, actually, you might not know this joke. Uh, where he, the the woman sends her engineer husband to the or her computer programming husband to the grocery store, and says, um, "Get get bread, and if they have eggs, get six. Mm-hmm. And he comes home with six loaves of bread. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this, that's this guy. In fact, I started telling this joke. He's like, "Oh yeah, six loaves of bread." <laughs> I was like, "No, that's no, that's not the point." No. Of sex. Yeah, but I think um, I think yeah, people. Back to your point, like in terms of carrying the load, the load doesn't have to be all of it. Ryan doesn't have to give you all of the taxes, right? He can say, "Hey, take right. on this piece." Right. Um, and you get good at this for a second and then get good at that and then get good at that and then get good at that, you know? Yeah. Well, that makes sense to me. So if it was, if somebody was shifting, like all of a sudden your partner, and I know, I know that there are listeners out there going, yep, I carry, I carry the relationship. I'm the one that's thinking about it. I'm the one that's making the plans for date night. I'm the one who knows the last time we had sex. Um, actually, that's probably a shared <laughs> <laughs> knowledge because usually it's the person who has higher desire that recognizes the last time they had sex. And that was a month ago. And so they're unhappy about it. But um, what is the small thing that you might be able to hand over to your partner and say, I'm, I'm willing to give, give you some of this now. Like I, I don't want to get to the point of being burned out and frustrated that I've been carrying too much of this on my shoulders. And I want to give some of this to you. And I want you to share the, share the load how do you not get to the throw your hands up and dig your feet into the sand and say, I'm done 100% of this. I am done. I'm not moving. I am not going to be kind. Like literally just people freeze up and they put up a giant wall and say, no effort on my behalf. You have to do something. What is the small things that that person can do to show their partner? Like, look, I'm doing something and, and, and not require therapy, not be, you know, the, the man in your office. It's like, Hey, I made you a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Um, well, it kind of depends. I've always said nothing changes if nothing changes. And I think part of it is just change something. Last night, for example, um, my, my family was out and I was at home. And usually when I'm at home, I'm either working, I stand in this one spot in my kitchen and I do some work or I go out to my birdhouse and I'm, you know, kind of just sitting there. And I said, I'm going to do something different tonight. And so I went into the front room and I just sat on the couch and watched a laptop movie. I was watching, um, what was I watching? Oh, that new Star Wars thing, The Mandalorian. It's pretty cool. Anyway, um, but my family came in and said, what are, you do- what are you doing? What are you doing here? And I was like, I'm just watching a show. And they're like, but you're never here, never doing this. And that itself just sort of changed the tone of our home. Like it changed just the energy in our house for the rest of the night. It wasn't like we all slotted into our roles. Rebecca sat on my lap. Abby came over and sat down and talked to us for a little while. And I mean, it was just like a... It was just a small, small, insignificant change that I made to disrupt the pattern because it's not so much that the, what happens when people give up, they throw their hands up is that they start telling themselves a story and then they look for all the ways that that story is being reinforced because it's just the same, it's just the same thing all the time. He never Mm -hmm. does this. He never does that. And so he can just do anything else, um, Mm -hmm. anything else, um, if she comes home and sees that the dishwasher's been unloaded and she's like, what? Wait, what? Well, you unloaded okay. the dishwasher? 
Yes. Yes. And I'm going to push back on this because we know we know that this, the study is that if she's at the point where, you know, she she's in what we call negative sentiment override. Right. Like we're using genders that she's frustrated. And I'll say it's probably pretty accurate that the female tends to carry more of the burden or the, the relationship load. Um is that if she's a negative sentiment override, all she can see is the negativity. And so Mm -hmm. if he starts to do the positive things, we actually know through research studies that he's, she's going to miss 50% of those positive things. So it might be that rather than waiting around and saying, you know, waiting for her to notice, did you empty, you know, that he emptied the dishwasher or waiting for her to notice that there's a shift or a change. He might have to say something because I, I know that if she's already wearing the shit mm-hmm. colored glasses, if she's already mm-hmm. frustrated, she's going to miss 50% of the positive things that he's, you know, trying to do if he's trying to do them. So you might have to be a little yeah. more obvious about it and say, Hey, you know, um, or go kind of above and beyond. I don't know sort of pushing back a bit on the theory that small, small gestures are going to make a big impact. But I, I don't know. I feel like she might be missing them. She might be. And this is with, back to this couple in my office yesterday, like talking about rewards and consequences. I mean, I was, I was um, looking at her and saying, Hey, like you got to reward him. You've got to find out like how to thank him for the effort that he's making, because if you don't, he's going to stop. Right. If you're just if you if you're like, it's not steak, it's not steak, it's not steak. He's going to stop making you peanut butter and jelly sandwich and he's not going to learn how to make a tuna salad sandwich, you know, and there, there does have to be some. I mean, and I guess I was training her to look for the things because what's what was really interesting was that he was sitting there on the couch. And for the first time since I've ever had them, he was started to say things like, yeah, I need you just to say thank you or I need you to. um just acknowledge that it's a big deal for me to turn off the TV on Tuesday night. Like I, I, that's a habit that I have. And so if we're going to have no, no TV Tuesday, then I want you to like make sure that that you understand that. And, Mm -hmm. and I said, I looked at her and I said, do you see what's happening for the first time ever? And she's like, no. And I said, he's actually asking you for what he needs. He's actually Mm -hmm. telling you that he needs some kind of, and then, Mm -hmm. and then, you know, now it starts to become reciprocal in terms of Negative sentiment override usually happens because this, the cycle has been turning in a counterclockwise way. Mm-hmm. And then you got to stop it and turn it back the other way. And that takes a lot of energy at the beginning to go clockwise. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, you are so right. That is. Uh, yeah, I'm just thinking of the imagery. I just love the way you put image images in my head. Mm-hmm. Like you're such oh, a sure. I know that I, that's a one compliment a month. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Hit my quota. Um Okay. So I guess the reinforcement, right? Like the, the costs and the rewards, the rewards are really important. You have to reward the shit out of your partner. Yeah. And you have to find out what, what, what what rewards them, you know? And I asked him, I said, do you want, like, do you want her to make you a nice dinner on Tuesdays? Do you want sex? Do you want words? Do you want her to let you go fishing on Saturday morning? Like, what is it that, what is the reward that matters? You Mm -hmm. know, and you have to find, find it for both, you know? Mm-hmm. What did she say? She said something like, he does this and it doesn't really do anything for me, but then he does that and it does something for me. And I was like, well, that's data. That's really important data. It's not right. that this isn't helpful. It's that it's not as valuable as that. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like the story you say about um, how when Rebecca compliments 
um, your appearance, that's one thing. But then when she recognizes, what was the other it's example? When she thinks when she uses when gratitude she yeah. you and you expresses gratitude, it's like, you it know, a dollar, a dollar compared to $20. You would yeah. rather have her express gratitude for you or for something that you did as opposed mm-hmm. to saying, Hey, look at that. You combed your hair today. How <laughs> cute are you? Hey, yeah. you took your hoodie off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Um, Well, thanks for indulging me in this. I I have just been kind of struggling with how to how to help the person who's drawn the line in the sand, how to help the overburdened person. And you know what? I have an idea of what I want to talk about in our next podcast. So I'm going to I'm going to hold on that because it sort of is a little bit of a tie into this topic. So if you like this topic, stay tuned. I'm coming back with like a 2.0 version. All right. Sounds fair. All right. Cool. All right. Until, until see I see you, you next week. Adios. Yeah. Okay, bye. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Marriage Therapy Radio. Hey, I have a huge favor to ask you. It's been a little while since I've asked, but it's still quite important. If you enjoy this podcast, you know what? If you don't enjoy this podcast... I want for you to leave a review as well. I want honest reviews, but I would love for you to go to iTunes and leave a review for us. Mostly it's so that people who don't know who Zach and Laura are or what this podcast is all about, they can scroll through and say, you know what? This looks like something I might want to check out. So thanks for doing that. You have to go directly to iTunes. Unfortunately, you can't do it on your phone, but I am thanking you in advance. Thank you. Thank you. But thank you so much for all of your time and your attention, making your relationship better today than it was yesterday. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.